One time on Sword of Symphonies, our captain played an accordion number for a demon as a backing track to the story the demon was telling him. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, there was a rodeo rider on a giant eagle bird thing, and it was rad. She's going to take her jacket and try to put it over the bird's eyes, like create a blindfold. I would once again like to reiterate what could possibly go wrong. This one time on Sword of Symphonies, the crew dug up some buried treasure. No, look at this moss. It's attached to a shovel. <laughs> look, I love all three of you, but Tissa is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of Sword of Symphonies is the majesty of the spellcasting. Brilliant carnival. Starlight stars. Flying shark. Knife pain. <laughs> Fry's bolt. So if you'd like seafaring adventure, a lot of game design talk, music written in-house, and a lot of whatever that was just now, join us every week on Sword of Symphonies. Hey, I'm Dre Silvertooth, and I'm a GM. You should absolutely come listen to our podcast, because I have the best heroes. They're hunting curses for the Queen of Vire, and it's, it's going great. I got five hit points. I have a plan. Is it to write my eulogy? They make really good choices. Oh God, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) It's all according to plan. Textbook success. She did fall 45 feet in full armor though. Well. Fine, they are bad heroes. I have four very bad heroes on my podcast. But they are hilarious. Come check us out at badheroescast.com or find Bad Heroes wherever you get your podcasts. I haven't been playing my bard correctly, so now I am going to. (laughs) Hold up. You mean trying to summon an electric guitar so that you can use the auxiliary cord was not doing it correctly? Oh no, that was definitely correct. (laughs) Variables, I know you have a problem. You're sitting there thinking, Dennis, I want to test systems just like you do on Control Group, but it's hard finding a game online. You could dig through forums or Discord servers, but that doesn't mean you'll always find the game. Game stores don't usually work because they're filled with fucking gatekeepers, and scheduling is impossible. Plus, even if you find a GM, they might only want to play D&D. What if I want to play something else? What if I told you there was a way that I could help you? Stop listening to our, no, you can keep on listening to our podcast, please, but you can stop in the current moment of your life listening to our podcast and start playing. <laughs> That's right. We've partnered with startplaying.games, where you can join thousands of games that already exist. You can search by system, virtual tabletop, and your schedule. The cool thing about this and our partnership is that we are pretty much pitching, go play Evil Hat production games, go play Monster of the Week, go play Thirsty Sword Lesbians, go play Blades in the Dark so you can live out your fantasy of being in the Lake Mary Mythos or on the All Sea itself. Scheduling is easy, you just search for the times that work for you. It's so easy you guys can join the website and start playing a game that same day. They're making it easy to find Monster of the Week one-shots you can play in, Thirsty Sword lesbian campaigns you can be camping. Start Playing handles all the payment processing, keeping everything safe and secure. You can even find verified reviews on Game Masters. 
This helps players find the right GM for their playstyle. And you know who just signed up to be a Game Master? And you know who else posted on our Twitter with a free link where you get a $10 credit to join in a game? And when you spend that $10 credit, we, Control Group, get $10 as well? Well, that's just people helping people. And you know that's what we're all about here at Control Group. So go get started today at startplaying.games. Go check our Twitter at ctrlgrouppod for that link where you can get referred by us and you can help us help you start playing. Editor's note, if you miss these moments, go back through Teen Titans Academy. So 18 years ago, Starfire and Dick break up because he won't partake in the Tamaranian commitment ceremony. About four months later, Dick and Babs get married. Very spicy. Seventeen years ago, Starfire and Roy Harper get engaged and have Leandra. Sixteen years ago, Dick and Babs have Winter. Eight years ago, the Dark Side War begins. Seven years ago, Dick and Babs go on a break after the mysterious Red X returns into their lives. Six years ago, Dick and Starfire go to Tamaran to fight Darkseid during the Darkseid War. They get in a little entanglement, and Tandarus gets put into a birthing tube, unbeknownst to both of them. Six years ago, Tan is put into a rapid acceleration birthing unit and comes out ten years old. He is then raised by Commander, or Blackfire. And as it rests, the panel sits on an envelope with a little wax embossed yellow tea on it. Winter's gonna pull it up and to and to her parents. I thought I was going to go to Gotham High. Opens envelope. Titan, t- t- Roy Harbor Memorial Teen Titans Academy. Mom, Dad. Is your dad kind of excitedly like we started a school? You know, in the same vein, you say we bought a zoo. <laughs> 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 And it's just, it's tradition, you know? Yeah, you're, you're one of the Bat Family sidekicks. You, you, you become a titan. You lead a team, you know? That's what we do. Lead? Hey, little soldier Batman kicks up. I heard that you're about to partake in a very special gauntlet. As you know, all the Robins, all the Batgirls, had to get through their gauntlet to earn their place in this family. And I believe in you, Winter. <laughs> oh my god. As Selena busts further into frame, she's just got like the tiniest bikini. <laughs> she's got like a little straw hat on too. She's like obviously for my tie. <laughs> We we believe we believe in you, baby. She kind of falls out of frame. And you see an absolute Tamaranian fucking massacre. New Genesis with a couple of New Genesis gods, Big Barda, and Benjamin Free <laughs> at the helm. Murking the high Tamaranian guard. What do I remember of Benjamin Free? <laughs> uh, this is the the first time seeing him, and you get like a quick glance at him. You know, just doming someone. Uh, after 
Harry is gone, Winter just drops to her knees and starts hyperventilating. Since Leandra was the closest to you, Winter, you she feel she's the first one to come and check check in on you. Hey, are you are you okay? What's going on? I'm sorry. That's it was a lot. Are you are you okay? I, I wish you actually meant that. Damn. Oh. As there are some panels that we did not see before in their fight. Panels that seem like a lot of talking and a standstill in which Slade hands something over to Leandra. We cut back to the present to see like a full, a full body page, the last page of the issue of Leandra looking at a little communicator with an S on it. And, like, for the first time, Levi, you notice that, like, Zill isn't looking directly at you as she speaks, looking around, a little bit flighty. Oh, you are being a hero, I suppose. That's, uh, what this is all about, right? And she makes, like, a hand gesture as she says that to motion around at the the Teen Titans building you're in, but accidentally conjures a rose (laughs) through that same hand motion. Uh, She quickly blushes uh, and then says a quick incantation, and then the the rose alights in fire. (laughs) Levi takes takes Zeal's hand and, like, scoops up the ashes in his own, (laughs) in his hand. (laughs) I should like to know what it's like to be a hero. I don't think I found that yet. But one of these days, you'll see. And then Levi walks away from the conversation, and the ashes drip along the floor. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's a podcast. Welcome everyone to our playtest of Brawl by Carl Klob. This is Teen Titans Academy. I am your narrator for this season, Dennis Ferre. With me, I have some players and their titans. Hey, I'm Marcus and I'm playing Prince Tandarus of Tamaran. I'm Sarah and I'm playing Winter Gordon Grayson, aka Kestrel. I'm Logan and I'm playing Ven Free, Kid Miracle. I'm Nick, and I'm playing Levi D, otherwise known as Hellhound. You guys got information about the Synthonium being moved to a halfway house, uh, since you guys were able to distract the plans of Red X, who is moving the Synthonium for Hive. They weren't able to get the entire shipment to Hive headquarters, but you know where Red X is currently storing them until they can take them to Hive headquarters. As you guys were meeting outside in front of the statue of Roy Harper, the former Red Arrow, former Speedy. As you guys are starting to take off towards the Titan's Tower to go take a T-car and begin your mission, as you're heading out, Levi, you- Wait a minute. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Who has the driver's license? Leandra does. Yeah, just Okay, Leandra. good. Yeah. <laughs> good. I think we established somewhere that Winter has constantly failed her driver's <laughs> test. As you're trying to head out, 
Levi, you are stopped by none other than Zill Constantine. Oh, no. We're heading to a mission? Is that what you said? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you guys are, like, in action mode. You're, you're getting hyped up. You're about to drive off. Before you can enter the tower, you hear a call for you. Levi. Levi's uh, head turns before the rest of his body goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then it morphs around. <laughs> you called. <laughs> You see that she has just gotten done with her fun little stage show with her mother. She's holding, like, a bouquet of flowers. She seems a little exhausted. Um, But you see that she's looking around a little bit skittishly and fervently. She doesn't meet you, like, halfway. She seems to be becking you, like, a little bit further back to come to her. Okay. I'm I'm gonna trust her, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I'll go. (laughs) All right. I, I truly don't know if this is the right move. But, um, and she reaches her hand out towards your chest, usually where your, your, your containment amulet is. Are you consenting to her touching your amulet? I think Levi will grab her hand. <laughs> but, like, just reflexively, you know, not, like, mm-hmm. sternly. He says, Zill, um, I trust you, but this, these emotions, these feelings, I never thought they would feel like this. They, they're like a disease, more painful every time. I trust you, too. But please, just let me do this before I change my mind. Let's go over hand then. She grabs the amulet. She utters a quick backwards incantation like her mother does. And you feel like you have been pulled through the quantum matrix of the simulation as you jump up from what I believe is your current power set of three all the way to six of your powers being unlocked. Oh, shit. Okay. All besides one are behind the gate now. I forgot about this one. (laughs) It's all but sloth thus far. (laughs) Save sloth for later. As you fill this wealth of power. Is that your ultimate move? That'll save us the last time. It is now. It is now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it should be good. It's just, it's it's taking its time. It's just so hard to get across the other gate. So tired. Tired. Five more minutes. Sweepy. <laughs> as as this happens, um, I kind of want something visual to happen. I, I assume that, like, because it's so close to, like... <laughs> yeah, she's gonna... trying to keep it down low, and then it's a giant fucking panel now. I, I, when, when I had all these unlocked, I was just an amorphous series <laughs> of, of, of images. <laughs> Physical manifestations rolled into, into one horrific thing that you can't, your mind can't comprehend. So as this happens, I think we see like some of like the personifications of the demons like start to like mm-hmm. form on, on Levi, on, like a house moving mm-hmm. castle <laughs> with like the feathers, uh, and he, like his body like morphs and twists for a second, and like see like black steel wings like shoot out of his back and like pierce into the wall, and then shrink back into himself. Yeah, I actually want you to roll plus normal for me real quick. Okay, we'll try. Rolling the gay dice. Nice. I got seven. All right. Yeah, with a seven, there is this quick flash of your physical form not being able to contain all of these preternatural spirits. And so you do, you get the quick flash of wings. Your arms turn into tentacles real quick. You see that, like... Zill is trying to keep this undercover. She's waving the bouquet of flowers she had around, like, trying to block anyone's view of you. But 
you get the sense that, like, over this past semester of training in your more mortal coil, that your human form is able to handle all of this, Yay! at least for a moment. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now, now go. Do what you need to do for the mission. Thank you, Zil. I, I don't know how I can ever repay you. Oh, you're gonna find a way, but as she disappears off into the crowd of Parents' Day. She's dangerous, that one. (laughs) You all eventually head off into the garage of Titan's Tower. You're able to quickly nick a T-car, and you're on your way. Once again, due to Levi's more improved magical skills now, there was a map that Joker gave you with three possible locations. Levi, you with your new powers are able to quickly ascertain exactly which abandoned warehouse in Jump City the Xenthonium is being held. Hell yeah. And then as we're driving along, I would like everyone to roll plus normal for me. I'm going to gain a glory from this because I am not normal. (laughs) Well, shit. Oh, yay. Finally, not a botch roll. I got a seven. Ten. I got 12. I got the highest I could get, a 10, (laughs) with a negative (laughs) 2. All right. As you all hop in to the car, I think usual formation land driving. Ben is in the passenger seat. The other three are in the Mm -hmm. back. Kestrel is squished in the middle. (laughs) I'm going to assume from the squishing of the middle... Kestrel, you've got a lot of things on your mind. You're dealing with your parents' either thruppleness or possible divorce in the current moment. That's a lot to process yep. with all of your natural expectations. So you don't catch shit. But boys, you do nope. notice as Leandra in the T-car, they have, you know, when you like clip something to the air vent of your car so you can put your phone on it so you can read the map while you're driving? Mm-hmm. So one of those exists in this tea car, but she has to take off her pop socket from the back of her phone to put it on there. The three boys of you notice the pop socket, and it's not something you've seen before. It's kind of like the same size as an actual pop socket. It's round, but it does have this bronze, almost rust coloring, as well with some silver coloring, and it forms the shape of a very sharp S. Y'all didn't believe me. I feel like Cassandra in my chair right, right now. <laughs> she, she's got merch on. Is it? Is it a Stussy? Yes. <laughs> yeah, and she like tosses it into like the coin tray. Unfortunately, you three weren't the ones who studied up on slaves, so it might not be the easiest thing to recall. <laughs> but since you all rolled high enough, it's something that like keys off in your brain a little. One of us found Slade in the carnival, right? It was Leandra. She's the only person who has experienced him. Okay, then I would have no idea what this is. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) So it goes into another mystery. (laughs) Huh. That looks cool, babe. You know what? I I actually rolled a 12. Can I roll to see if I know what this symbol might be? Yeah, go ahead. Roll plus control. Go with pluck. Okay, sweet. I also have a plus two in that. Oh, there we go. Ten. You have been paying attention in your villain studies class, History of Villains. Yes. I'll say that because of your your close friendship with Kestrel pretty early on, you've been looking over some of Winter's research. And you do remember this, like, one day she spent an entire day just researching Slade Wilson, the Deathstroke. And you can, like, you immediately pin it. You remember that symbol from him. But we're all just... 
next to each other in the same car, right? Yep, just driving All along, right. put on some tunes. <laughs> wow, what a beautiful day it is outside on this planet. I know, I feel like I'm seeing it for the first time. It grows on you, I suppose. Are there other worlds you prefer? Yes. Perhaps I'll see them one day. New Genesis. It's a lot nicer than constantly overcast Gotham. My philosophy teacher says New Genesis is a myth. <laughs> Your philosophy teacher is an idiot. I live there. Maybe you're lying. <laughs> it like fully collided with Apocalypse. It's like a gigantic super planet now. <laughs> yes. I just I just wanted to say Leander calls from the front seat. She looks into the rear view mirror so she can also talk to the three in the back. I uh, feel like as the leader, I've let you guys down in our last mission. But I feel really good about this. The leader? You're the leader? <laughs> yeah, it, well established. I'm the leader, right? She'll look over at Ben. Yes. She doesn't. Yeah. Know, yes. She doesn't. She doesn't know what to say. Ben, Ben, like, oh yeah, babe, totally. Yeah. No, like, no. Is this a discussion we need to have right I now? I thought it was this one, and Levi points to Winter. Earthing <laughs> <laughs> and hierarchies often relate to the amount of years that the being has been alive on this planet. So. Uh, I am under the impression that Leandra is the oldest. I am. I'm 17. A caveat of this planet, I see. Okay. Gotta follow our rules. Well then. Okay. Were you saying something, Winter? (laughs) (laughs) She adjusts the rear view mirror so it slowly focuses on you. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Yes. Fine. That's fine. It's whatever. She readjusts the rear view mirror and drives along silently. Eventually, you guys end up in deep downtown Jump City, and just like every major city in D.C. America, we've got an abandoned warehouse, people. Oh, yeah. You you stroll upon it, you find that it is kind of coded in this mystical plane. As soon as you guys bust through the kind of mystical film separating the normal people from this warehouse, you guys do feel the immense pool of energy from the storage of so much synthonium in one area. You guys eventually reach the front of the warehouse, big, wide, double doors painted in chipped, now chipped blue, and the only thing stopping you right now are these double doors. Is this a blockbuster? (laughs) (laughs) It used to be a blockbuster. A blockbuster turned warehouse. You love to see (laughs) it. So sad to see. Mm -hmm. It, it actually used to be a Best Buy at this point. Uh, <laughs> we're in the future now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, our presumed objectives here, right, are to stop, or we're trying to stop another deal. Or we're trying to claim the Synthonium, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, if you claim the Synthonium, you know it's going to be a blow against whoever the leader of Hive is. You can also kind of put the pieces together. If you were able to capture Red X, you would have a direct link as to someone who knows who the leader of Hive is. Okay, Okay. so we get the Zinthonia man some valuable intel. All right, just as you predicted, Leandra, it is now time for the leader. Leader's lead. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. She starts up one of her arcs of green light, pulls it back, whips an arrow of fire directly into the double doors, and they open, and this kind of low fog rolls out of the warehouse. After you, the rest of my team... (laughs) Ben is going to to walk in implicitly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I I was Levi's going to say 
I believe in our, our encounters together. The thing I've learned is that we work best on our own. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, somehow, together. <laughs> so I will go in. But I believe it wise for us to find other entrances. Our team has not progressed past parallel play. <laughs> I must say, I do not agree. When we split up at the carnival area, we did not return uh, having found anything. I learned much. <laughs> no, Tandoris is right. We should try to stay as a team. Well, the door is open. Let's go in then. As a team, yeah, let's just walk in as five. It's only one bad guy. How bad can it possibly be? <laughs> yes. If there is anything that I have learned in my travels, it is as soon as someone says that, then it is confirmed. Things will go well. <laughs> we are in agreement. Then we do it yes. together. Okay. Levi is going to. Call upon one of his new abilities. He's gluttony. <gasps> Ooh. He comes a glutton for punishment. He becomes a juggernaut. Ooh. <laughs> I thought you were going to eat the door. So. <laughs> Is this a physical change as well we see? <laughs> yeah, essentially that's what I wanted. was like, just calling upon the power of Beelzebub, the demon who guards the realm of gluttony in Dante's Inferno. So he's just sort of like a classic demon but also a fly. Uh, <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, he's gonna, uh, we'll see like a, like some arcing uh, like blue electricity around Levi. Magical in nature, not actual electricity. As he like, basically like roids out like Bane. <laughs> Did you go Super Saiyan 2 Ultimate? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Blue lightning. Your hair goes blonde and a little bit longer. Absolutely. He tears his, yeah. tears his school uniform. His well-kept school uniform. You should join the football team if you can do this. <laughs> Fly boy. <laughs> We're bound to win state for sure. You head in to the warehouse. It's kind of pitch black at the moment. Every step you take, there seems to be an automated motion sensor light that goes off. So the further you step in, the more lights go off. Eventually, you work your way through the warehouse to the main floor where you see a couple of smaller-sized shipping containers that all have this bright neon red glow coming out of them. I'll try to open one. As you go to open one, Tandris, I'm going to have you roll to skirt danger for me. So you can either roll plus cool or grit. I will do cool. I'm only negative one in that. Okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know how I'm doing this. Ten. <laughs> okay. On a ten, you avoid the danger entirely. As you open up your reticles and begin to make a Tamaranian tool to open the crates, you are able to pull your reticles away just in time as a red flying cross strikes right into the box. You look up onto the stack of all the xenthonium and you see a figure standing on top of it emboldened by a torn sheer black cape a black bodysuit with a red x on it along with a skull-like mask that also has a red x straight through the face of course it is you i have learned about you from my history of villainy class red perpendicular lines of some sort I don't recall specifically your name, but... <laughs> Red X kind of uh, does a kneeling squat in his position to look down at all of you. And in their kind of voice transmogrified through the mask goes, You know, a red cross would have been the better joke there. 
<laughs> Levi just growls and runs at him. <laughs> <laughs> you hulk yourself up. And I'm going to have you, since you pulled this move, I'll give you the ability to also roll to skirt danger. All right. So either cool or grit. They're both the same. Fuck. <laughs> I got a five. Oh, no. <laughs> you begin bounding up the crates like a fucking animal. You get about halfway there. And you All villains will die. <laughs> if you get oh. a ten, would Red X have died? <laughs> <laughs> I might have done something. I don't know. As you bound halfway up there, you start losing steam and losing steam fast. Something no. seems to be affecting you at this current moment. And as you plummet down to the ground, you hit with a harsh thud. And even since you're juggernauting, it doesn't hurt, but like you feel drained, tired. And around this same time, Ben, Winter, Tandris, you start feeling the same kind of feeling. Your your adrenaline is up, but you all feel your pulses spike. Your fingertips are getting so sweaty, you don't... You can't hold on to the emotion, but it feels like fear as Red X drops from the squatting position onto just sitting on the crates and they're hanging their little legs over the crates ployingly at all of you. You know, you're all extremely tenacious. You're all fighters until the end, so I just want to see if you're willing to fight for your life. I know people fight best when they're afraid. So, borrowed something from a friend of mine. You guys all start to remark upon that low fog that's been in this warehouse this entire time. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Went ahead and mixed it with some radon so it would work on some of our new Genesis fellows. <laughs> As you guys are now under the thrall of fear toxin. I knew it. <laughs> As... You guys are starting to be taken over by these hallucinations. You all watch as it turns into a two-panel spread, but you all watch Red X go a different way. So it looks as though five Red Xs have now appeared and are darting off different ways into the warehouse. And your, your fear is losing him, losing, ruining another mission in which you can't catch Red X. So we're going to start with Kestrel. All right. Kestrel, as you make your move to go and chase after Red X, you watch as Red X pulls out a grappling gun. He hits it high into the rafters. You quickly, reflexively, with your bat training, are able to do the same in the same high rafters. Oh, man. You zip along to the one of the highest planes in the warehouse. You catch the view of Red X, who has now bound into a perpendicular air vent. And as you head into this air vent itself, you begin crawling through. You see these loose shadows and these loose murmurings of Red X somewhere up there in the air vent with you. But as you continue crawling along... You hear the 
soft white static noise of like a tape recorder and you hear an extremely familiar and comforting voice project zero zero one richard grayson robin one nightwing i met richard grayson when he was nine years old tragedy struck his parents like they had mine oh man it's a grandpa bruce wayne your grandpa has done for all all of his kids and as you're listening as he's listening off all these kind accomplishments of each of your predecessors each of his kids you are not noticing as you're heading through the vent every new profile he gets to barbara gordon batgirl Jason Todd, the Red Hood. Every new profile, this air vent is getting smaller and smaller. It whips through all the way until fucking 016, Duke, Signal, and you are struggling. You are the last bit of toothpaste in the toothpaste tube being ran out as you are slowly inching your way through this air vent. But the only thing keeping you going at this point is the thought that your profile is next. No. <laughs> what does your grandpa have to say about you? <laughs> and as you inch along, you look forward and you can almost see the light at the end of this air vent. You are mere inches away. And then the recording stops. You hear Red X's voice again. And I guess that's everyone who's important to the Batman. That's unfortunate, kid. I I know I've, I've caused a lot of hardships in your life, but God, to go out like this is kind of sad. Tell me, Sarah, what will get Winter through this? How will she fight forward? She's gonna think about her training and how what kind of got her through it was the support of both her parents and a particular memory when she first failed her baby maze test. Baby maze? <laughs> the ba- yes, the baby maze that Dennis and I talked about in episode two. <laughs> She's about seven and both Nightwing and Oracle are busy, but the people who come to sit down with her are her aunt Steph and her uncle Jason. The other black sheep of the Bat family. The Robin who got fired from being Robin. And the Robin who was quickly replaced by Tim Drake. And they help her up. And Steph puts Winter on a call with her mom. So that Oracle can help guide her through the maze. So she's just going to take a deep breath. As you take a deep breath, please roll for a stunt for me. You get to choose whichever stat you'd like. I'll take pluck. Oh, come on, dice. (laughs) Okay, that's a seven. All right, on a seven. And she'll just kind of murder herself. Black sheep of the bat family. It's okay. The rest of you get to choose what happens to Winter in this moment. She can either sit out your team's next turn and cannot lead actions, but still contributes to the team's score. She can lose a rivalry with Red X or she can perform no more stunts for the duration of the conflict. Or she can mess the stunt up and gain a trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's up for you, the three of you, to decide. Mm-hmm. Like, sit down's okay. Yeah, I, yeah, let's do that. Okay. You take a deep breath, 
winter and you think of all of the much tighter boxes your uncle's aunts and grandfather have forced you into for training and you go no bones like a fucking cat and you're able to slide through the vents and it in through the light and you are beleaguered and tired you have your head down but then through this bright light a hand extends its way to you from the panel and will cut away all right as we head back to the floor of the warehouse, both Tandarus and Ben, you guys begin chasing your Red X, which, hilariously enough, head in two separate directions, <laughs> causing the both of you to collide oh, with each other. <laughs> as you bump into each other and part a little bit, you both stare at each other as the fear toxin begins to take over. You, Ben, here in your ear, you even feel the soft touch. Not the soft, she definitely has very strong hands. The very brutal touch of your mother, <laughs> Big Barda, on your shoulder, Ben, as you can almost feel her leaning over you. That is the enemy. They know where Darkseid is. Do you want to protect the Source Wall? As the panel switches over to Tandarus, you feel the soft hands of your Ajara along you. These are the ones that captured our people, Tandarus. I sent you to Earth to become a better fighter, so that you may one day free your people. Free your people, my king. Benjamin Free, you have clearly learned nothing about teamwork. Move out of the way. I will not move until I, I stop those who harbor the ultimate evil. Then perhaps you should look within yourself. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hell yeah. God damn. <laughs> so unless you guys have any other idea, I guess I could have you both roll opposing get them checks. Oh. That sounds fight, cool. Fight, still so, fight, okay, fight, so we still fight. would use our rivalry? Yes. Ooh. Alright, I got an eight. I got an what? eight too. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, describe the standoff for me. The, the, the stalemate. I kind of want it to go really bad for, for Tandarus. Um, maybe. Well, I, an idea I was thinking is that maybe that, the, like, with all the fear toxin and stuff like that, that can be making your powers behave in, like, real wild ways because it's all based on your emotions and stuff yeah. like that. No, I, yeah, I have a phobia. So I feel like if I. Oh, you know what? So we're inside of a warehouse. Maybe it's like we fight so hard and like the roof like or the ceiling of wherever we are starts to collapse on us and it's like that'd be great oh yeah and i'm like trapped then, underneath the fear could dissipate <laughs> that'd be great <laughs> <laughs> well not the roof of the entire building but just like enough for me to be in a confined it's also space. a hallucination so it wouldn't be real <laughs> or, or it's or it's like you know like like big like storage bins and boxes and shit like that like falling and collapsing yeah we're literally throwing them at each other we're just like like Ben is trying to turn this into a slug match, and your 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 energy stuff is just going all over the place, <laughs> just blasting everything. Yeah, that sounds awesome. It should literally be like Dragon Ball, like <laughs> it's like <laughs> like yeah. I'm shooting this giant beam at you, 
and you're like barely holding it back. Uh, before before the end of that panel, we do we do the the beam struggle where he's struggling to hold oh, it back, yeah. but then it turns into a two page spread, and then it's fucking father son Kamehameha as like the shadow that's being caused from the beam alights from Ben up, and then you see Mister Miracle and Big Barda, and that same and the shadow from Tandarus pulls up, and it's Starfire, Nightwing, and Blackfire all together. Fuck the new guy. <laughs> uh, I must stop evil. I will stop dark side. As the beam struggle hits its absolute apex, there's a big panel of white, and both of you are sent flying through double doors on either side of the warehouse. As we uh, switch perspective over to Levi, you watch as your red X jumps over the crates and towards the back of the warehouse and escapes through another set of double doors. This is interesting because the only thing that I have written for Levi's fears, he fears like complete loneliness (laughs) and and, and isolation and like the void from from whence he came. (laughs) Stumbling towards the doors, it's like blurry, blurry panels. It's yeah, it's like the full like all the panels are smudged and it's in watercolor for a little bit. But as you head through the double doors, you pass through the the archway, the the membrane. As you're no longer in a warehouse, you're back on Titan's Island. There's a nice little grassy knoll. Joker's in there. (laughs) (laughs) You feel the wind whip through your hair, and perched under an idyllic tree, you see the rest of your team enjoying a picnic. What in hell's name is this? (laughs) Hey, babe, you gotta gotta try this this potato salad. Not bad. You you gotta remember, I've been on Earth a lot of years. Like, I've had potato salad before, uh, and you don't... False god. Ben, Where I told you, next? you don't put fucking raisins in the potato salad. Oh, I'm just trying different... I'm, I'm, if I'm to learn your culture, I must I try different black, things. Black, black, Isn't black. that right, Tanders? We must try things. This isn't real, this is an illusion. I have fed a raisin to a large mound of ants. <laughs> They're lovely creatures. Curse your ants! <laughs> <laughs> You watch as Leandra's laughing at Tandrus's little anecdote. Please, I'm okay, here! Fine, fine, fine. Back me up, though. Winter. Winter, how do you feel about raisins? Just look at me! Please! I've never wanted anything more in my life. All of you to look at me, to acknowledge me, to tell, you, tell me that I'm here, that I'm alive, that I'm living, that I'm failing. Oh my gosh, those oatmeal raisin cookies we made last week in Homac were so great! <laughs> <laughs> they were good, but did you see fucking <laughs> Gorilla Greg going ham on his cookie dough? <laughs> He's just fisting it up by the pawful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's all Simon, Simon could talk about during the practice, like last, last <laughs> week. Oh, so control, funny. Like, oh my god, I'm so happy you guys won state again. Power. You know, I gotta get to nationals at this rate. <laughs> oh my gosh! Eventually, a voice breaks through all of this fun that the team is having, Levi, as you hear a muffled voice coming from the closed picnic basket. I'd rather be in hell. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, don't worry, Nick. We'll get there. <laughs> Who's in the picnic basket? <laughs> you rush over to the picnic basket, and you don't see a spread of anything. Instead, there is this fine geometric crystalline pattern on the inside and inside of that geometric pattern you see a very familiar and lovely face you see zill what are you doing in a basket (laughs) (laughs) her voice sounds distant and like it's taking all of her power just to reach you i i need your help both my parents we can't handle it here i need you i can't help anyone i'm not even real (laughs) i don't even exist no i I need you, Levi. Please, focus your powers on the crystal. Are you real? <laughs> of course I'm real. What a weird fucking question to ask. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> focus on that crystal. Get me out of here. You uh, focus your powers on that crystal. I'm going to have you roll to skirt danger for me. Cool or grit. Five. <laughs> Oh, baby, a trip. As you focus all of your keen new powers into this crystal, you finally take note of something as you begin feeling yourself levitate. Your necklace, the amulet upon your neck, begins lifting itself out, and you see that opaque black gem that was inside it is no longer there as you focus all of your powers into this crystal. All of your powers are absorbed into this crystalline figure, and it turns this opaque black and juts itself back into the necklace. You are left without power, and as you fall down back onto the ground, you lift your head up to a completely different scene, and we'll switch the perspective, but all four of you hear a loud clanging of a bell as the doom clock is striking down. It was just to symbolize I forgot to say there were 12 steps in this doom clock. (laughs) Four of them are out. We're a third of the way through. As we go back to Kestrel, Kestrel, a hand was extending itself out of the bright light white that you had ended up in. I take it. All right, you take the hand. No thinking, just scared. (laughs) Yeah, no thinking, just terrified. As you take the hand... You're helped up to your legs, as wobbly as they are, and as you hit, like, the full apex of your stance, you're met with a fist across your cheek as you're struck back down. I knew it! I knew it! I knew I was gonna stand up and Leandra was just gonna haul back and punch me in the face. Oh, it's not, Leandra. It's oh, much worse than that, actually, ah, as the you get used to this opaque white room of light, you see you are in front of the entire rogues gallery. As every villain your parents and grandparents have ever faced, and thanks to the decision the team has made on your behalf because of the failed stunt, it's a malicious beating that happens to Kestrel for quite a few panels as you are walloped on and berated, belittled by the likes of Penguin, Kite Man, Condiment King, Clock King, Poison Ivy, oh, Harley Quinn, the Ventriloquist, Baby Doll, King. Killer Croc, Bane, Orca, as they are making you feel as small as possible, incurring as much injury as possible through the narrative lens i'm just going to give you a trauma all right stop handing out trauma (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you haven't handed up enough. I know exactly. Kid. I gotta get keep, the trauma. Keep out. them coming. Keep them coming. Right, look at what trauma does. You take a trauma, and then since I am always the villain, I can always trigger trauma if I think it's necessary. Your next roll will automatically be the success rating lower. But you'll also get a glory. Ah. So you get one glory and I fuck you over. Okay. As you get a a final punch from Victor Zaz. I don't give a shit. One random <laughs> a punch? That's a knife! <laughs> Victor Zaz stabs you now, thanks to me. As you come up as and it's 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 a really sad but ironic parallel that in this moment you do look like the two closest members of your family at their lowest points, both Jason Todd being tortured by the Joker and Stephanie's death and later resurrection, which led to her getting fired. But you, Winter, are broken and bruised as the rogues fade away. You are confronted with the biggest villain in your story, the person who has affected your life the most as through the heavenly white light walks the red X. Honestly, I think that Winter's greatest villain is Batman. I thought you were Sounds like trauma (laughs) that he's given. Puts her in boxes and shit. That's fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) But carry on. Winter has put herself in her own boxes. Red X did lead to Nightwing and Barbara splitting up, which led to Dick sleeping with Starfire, which led to Tandris, which led to Leandra's bullying. What? Holy shit, this is all because of Red X. I don't even know that. It's all because of Red X. (laughs) What a douche. That's all canon. Yeah, so Red X, I thought, was narratively... Worst villain. And for Winter's her. been blaming herself for all of this. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's been him. For them. Bl- <laughs> no. Damn. As Winter is Fred X. Head away. Oh shit. This whole time. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> it's a fight. This is a Fight Club situation. <laughs> yeah. No. Before we switch perspectives now, Red X is gonna take off their mask, and Winter, you're looking in your own face. Hell yes. All right. Oh. Let's go. <laughs> As. We parse through that panel of white light. We come out the other side of a panel of white light through some Friday night lights as we're down on the Jump City Stadium field. As Ben, you're in the middle of state right now. It's state! (laughs) There's 10 seconds on the clock. It's third and down. The Jump City Titans have the ball. You guys are 30 yards out. You come in for the huddle, all beleaguered. Simon Grundy looking at you directly. Ben, I trust you, bro. I'm going to give you the ball. Can you handle that? Of course I can handle it. My whole life, I've, I've, I've been expected to handle it. I'm going to handle this. I don't care how many dudes jump on you. Your knees do not hit the ground until you are past the goal line. Do you understand? Uh, of course. Of course. All right, break! As you all get into your lineup and formation, as the play begins, you know, Omaha! Hut! Hut! Hi! Ben, I want you to roll to stunt for me. Roll to stunt. Okay. Go, Jeff City! Yeah, Gotham Academy! 
Alright, what may I roll with this stunt? Um, it is up to you in this current point. I would like to roll plus cool then. I will give you <laughs> your best option, of course. Alrighty, thank you. Yep. Oh, no. Uh, innate? <laughs> hey, team, it's time to hop back together. Logan can either mess up the stunt and gain a trauma, sit out his next turn, or <laughs> perform no more stunts for the duration of the conflict. I think we should skip a turn again. I'm biased, so. <laughs> oh, I wanted to give him a trauma. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, give him a trauma. The fuck? <laughs> give him a trauma. Ben needs to be humble. I think he does, though. Really? Ben hasn't I gotten agree. his well-deserved tumbling I yet. I think, I think we yeah. need to unlock some more emotions for Logan. Perfect. Okay. Hell yeah. So he's a new god, but that he's finally... We gotta knock him down. <laughs> After he gotta lost knock him down. He's gotta get knocked down a peg. <laughs> he realized his hubris. <laughs> All right. Ben needs, it's a metaphor. Ben needs some character <laughs> development. Gosh darn it. It you, is a metaphor. <laughs> you will develop as a character. <laughs> Logan, explain Ben's breakaway play. Up until the two-yard line. Oh, Lord. Okay. So we've got all the linebackers. Like, they are They are just... Oh, keep, oh, it's just like a gridlock, like, slam in the middle. Mm-hmm. Ben, using his his uh, superhuman physiology, is going to just kind of, like, do like a, like a standing leap over over the skirmish oh, yeah. line as uh, Grundy is going to like throw the ball over to him. He's going to catch it mid-air. <laughs> ben like is going to just go running like hit the ground running like like do like a not sure if this technically would end it normally but he's going to do like a roll into a run pretty much yeah as long as there's no hands on you you're fine Alrighty then good yeah, as he's just as he's going to, to <laughs> run barreling figure going in sidestep to the left showing showing surprising nimbleness from 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 his huge form he's gonna dance to the side dance to the side of the next person and whole skirmish line is running towards him again as he is go as he is, he just barrels in and breaks through their middle as he is at the two yard line. As you look in front of you, Ben, it seems like a clear line from here until the goal line. You look behind you one last time to see if there's any necessary quick boost of speed that you must make to dodge any opponents that might catch up to you. But you see that the fray is far behind you. But when you turn back around, there's one lone safety in the backfield who is fucking ready for you. They cut off your path immediately as soon as you turn around, and they sack you with a force you have never felt before. You hit the ground, the astroturf of the stadium, as a silenced hush falls over everything the ball rolls out of your hand ben as you cannot feel your fingers you can't feel your toes you can't feel anything your team tries to crowd around you and all you can see is their silhouettes as the friday night lights kind of blind any other view eventually the silhouettes begin to fade and that white light turns into the soft, kind of white and blue static. As you remark something you have since your very childhood, the source wall itself. As it opens itself up for you, Ben, 
something that can only happen after a new god has died. Uh-oh. We cut back to the warehouse. Tandris, you fall through the double doors. You're in a separate section of the warehouse. As you begin looking around, you do see a figure kind of half-hidden in darkness. I chase after it. You begin chasing after the figure. It does not run from you from your quick start. Do you change your movement in any way? No, I run right after it and reach for its throat and yell, Benjamin free! (laughs) (laughs) All right, go ahead and roll plus stunt for me. I have a negative one. (laughs) Seven. <laughs> hey, people. What do we think for Tandris? Damn it. I keep fucking failing. <laughs> We're middling through these. If, if he loses a rivalry, would he be losing it with Ben? No. We don't know okay. who this figure is. And I won't tell you. For funsies. <laughs> oh, okay, Ben. It's Uncle Joker, and I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I think losing a rival be be okay. I think Tandris is... Been a little brazen of late, right? Yeah, let's let's see what it does. <laughs> let's see what it does. So what are we doing? Yeah, perfect. Minus one rivalry. Minus one rivalry. And uh, go ahead and minus one rivalry with Leandra. Oh! As your fingertips reach the throat of your sister. Oh. <sighs> Tanders, what the fuck are you doing? As his expression drops, he just stares on. <laughs> this is... <sighs> Some some sort of trick. I, I I believe there is a toxin in the air of some sort. You are dis- trying to disguise yourself as one of my Earthian sisters. No, Tandris, it's me. She comes out the darkness a little bit more, and it does look like Leandra. She's still a little obscured by darkness, but you can see her kind of dark flowing night skyline hair burning through the darkness. I just kind of jump back. I, I do not understand. We are all supposed to be... Uh, attempting to capture the villain, Red X, which I was in the midst of doing. Yeah, I, I trust you. You've been you've been very on it, Tandris. Like, you're right. There is something in the air. She steps out of the darkness a little bit further, and you can see that she's wearing a rebreather type of apparatus that's letting her breathe through the fear toxin. She uh, takes it off. She then alights one of her arcs for her bow. I just need to know one final thing, Tandris. Are you with me or are you against me? Uh, uh, can Tandris be bought? <laughs> this last several hours has made me question a great many things. I had believed that we had built a greater alliance, but then I noticed you had in your possession an artifact from the villain known as Slade Wilson. How can you explain such a thing? Roll to skirt danger. You choose cooler gotcha. grit. Same thing. I got a seven again. You get to suffer a trauma, but you get to decide what the trauma is. So just tell me what the trigger will be after I describe what happens. But you fear a firebolt from your sister, and that does not come. Instead, there is a flash of light from the darkness <gasps> as you hear a gunshot you get hit by a bullet kind of in your shoulder blade as the clinking of kevlar boots kind of step along and through the darkness you see someone as you look up put their hand on your sister and you look up to remark slade wilson the deathstroke she doesn't have to explain anything kid oh my god 
Yeah, I think that's pretty traumatic. <laughs> I literally traveled to Earth, or wanted to travel to Earth originally to meet my family. And my, <laughs> I meet my sister, it's horrible. And then right when we're starting to become close, this happens. So, yeah, that's that makes sense for my trauma. As we fade away from that, we come back to Levi as you are now in a mystical plane it doesn't feel like the hell that you know is home but it doesn't feel like the heaven you've made on earth it feels like something in between a mystical limbo if you will you see you're like on this desolate floating rock with these jagged edges and peaks surrounding it it's like dark purplish silt everywhere that seems like an expansive dark void of nothing but clouds and inky blackness and on this floating precipice you see zil being accosted by these demons but by demons like like hell demons do i recognize them yeah oh if you want to get closer <laughs> i can i can tell you exactly who they I are i have to get closer how do i walk through the void <laughs> uh, there's ground to uh, walk oh, okay. upon the void is surrounding the kind of like floating platform i've been asking that question our whole lives you know that's that's a really yeah good... <laughs> how do you it's been a rough couple of days here in real life so yeah how do we wander through the void as <laughs> you get closer to zill you run over in my tattered school uniform <laughs> You see these demons and know them to be your fathers, your powers. Hey, hey, guys, guys! <laughs> break it up, hey, break it up! <laughs> you, you try to scare off your daddy issues, but it doesn't work what? as they continue accosting Zill. And through her, her amazing supernatural powers, she is not able to fend off these six demons that are currently accosting her. Levi, uh, you know, he's like, tries to like reason with them, plead with them. No, please, she, she's all I have on, on, the, on the, the world you sent me to. She's key to the mission, please. Don't you understand? She is the only thing keeping you back from raining hell upon She slowly the unlocked my powers, father. <laughs> she's the only person who's been helping me to become who I'm truly meant to be. just love it's everything else too it's all of the emotions why didn't you tell me that this is what, what it would be like that, that that you wanted me to experience these things they are contradictory of each other you have a simple choice to make spawning love and emotions or the eternal power that hell can grant but it grants those powers because of emotions because we feel don't you understand no, it's kind of anathema of what I'm talking about right now. Fuck it, Levi's gonna jump <laughs> and like just start like, <laughs> like punching and biting, like fairly attacking all of these creatures. Yeah, you fairly attack them and like, for realsy, Nick, make a choice. Zill are the powers. Because uh, uh, I think that Levi knows that the only reason he feels the way he does because of his power. I think he still questions whether or not. They're real, real feelings or just fabrication, like byproducts. Mm -hmm. And still think he wants to complete his mission of ending the world, <laughs> but didn't account for learning and, and like and liking the things that he's learned about the world. So 
I think this whole arc of Levi, though, has been about, like, finding and choosing humanity. So, I think he chooses Dill. As you begin fighting off your own powers, you kind of do a fu- there's a fun back-to-back panel of you and Zill as you begin holding hands and she lends you bits of her power as the two of you take on six of hell's hardest fucking bastards that have ever been and eventually you are both swarmed by them the panel goes black and wherever any of the five of you are you hear another toll of the doom clock we cut back to the panels with winter and red x as you look up at your own face winter be winter <laughs> winter you gotta fucking save us I'm, i will yeah. try i think you're the other one i will try my best you hear your own voice echoing back at you don't you understand you are your own problem there are so many external factors that make your life a living hell. But you are the real villain, because instead of all of that, you choose to blame the one innocent person, yourself. Winter's gonna take it for now. You'll never live up to your dad's or your grandfather's expectations, because you don't even know how to live for yourself, Winter. Any true bat kid would have unmasked me by now. And that's the thing that drove your daddy insane, remember? Made him turn against his friends? Oh, how I bet your friends need you now, Winter. That's gonna be what snaps Winter out of it. She's gonna think about the fact that she was able to be friends with Tandarus. My friends! What about them? I... She's gonna rack her brain for, like, everything she remembers in the bad trading about dealing with Scarecrow. Oh, nice. <laughs> So it's going to be like her internal monologue. It's like, step one, determine the source of the fear. Step two, break it down. (laughs) Step three, focus on the goal. And then goal, (laughs) and then goal is like over like a over like some panel of her, of her and Tandra is geeking out over some technology. Goal, save my friends. Yes. Does Winter also have a backstory with bats? <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of clever imagery that they could play. <laughs> bat flies in through the window. <laughs> Wait, no. It's a bird. A kestrel. Yeah. It's the same scene you've seen since, like, yeah. Batman Year One. of a, But it's a beleaguered, like, six-year-old Winter. After a brutal training, she's still, like, bloody her suit's torn. She sits into a giant armored chair. And she's like, I just need a sign. A sign to know that I am worthy of and the thing. And a fucking pigeon hits the window. <laughs> and then a kestrel, not native to Gotham City, whips through the window. Dies on impact. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As uh, your goal has been achieved, you have a super movement for your final move, right? Yes. Whoa. All right. Uh, tell me how you outmaneuver Red X. So while that's doing that model, like of like how to like like her conditioning of like breaking down, like how to break out of the fear toxin that every bat kid learns, and then the final mm-hmm. one. So you see her kind of doing her staff thing, her breaking it apart into the nunchucks. And I want it to be intercut with all of the Batgirls. She's doing moves that mirror the Batgirls. Hell yes, hell yes. We watch this multi-long, it's one of those, like, follow-through. It goes across the, it's not a 
double page spread, but it's a follow through both of the pages of the spread as you go through each box. As we are seeing moves from your mother, Barbara Gordon, we're seeing moves from your favorite auntie, Steph. We're seeing hand to hand combat from Cass. Harper Rowe has uh, a bazooka. <laughs> Okay, I was gonna say Harper. <laughs> I know I'm, I've been on record of there's too many fucking bat kids, but Harper Rose there too, alright? And Carrie Kelly! Carrie Kelly, people! <laughs> as you are whooping on yourself, as Red X finally goes down with one last, you do like a full double spin roundhouse kick where you do like a full 720 rotation before your leg goes out for the kick, whipping Red X along this plane of fear existence you're in. As they hit the ground, the ground turns into the old warehouse floor, not too far from where you all started off this fear toxin trip. Final step. Remember the objective. You kick Red X. They wham against one of the containers of Synthonium. And you can't see their face as they're turned around from you. But you hear that kind of voice modular thing really breaking down in them. And it's almost robotic in here. Uh, Minds need to not lace the fear <laughs> As you watch as Red X turns around, their mask is broken in half. And all you see is this mesh of mangled gears and wires of a robotic construct. Oh, what the fuck? That's really... Sarah thinks that's really cool, but Minter's gonna look around <laughs> where are the other members of the team, most importantly, where is Chandris? Where is my brother? <laughs> You'll find your, your brother in a second. You watch as the slowly breaking down Red X begins fiddling with something on his arm, and you hear beeping. Nope! We're going to lash out a nunchuck, nunchuck at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you launch a nunchuck at them as their arm flies open, as their head kind of crooks to the side and a ro- robotic malfunction. And you see like a countdown timer on their arm and it's got four seconds left. Oh, okay. okay uh. We're going to get the fuck out of here. You head over and you're able to quickly disarm the self-destruction device. And as you do at the end of this self-destruction device, a little thin slot opens up and a micro USB chip pops out. I'm pocketing that. (laughs) Yeah, you'll need it for later, I'm sure. As you've been able to beat the fear toxin puzzle (laughs) as you run off to go and find Tandarus. We're going to cut over to a funeral. Ben Free, you are dead but aware as the fear begins gripping you. This is, I don't think, something Ben ever thought about his death. No, I'm eternal. What the fuck is this? (laughs) As you thought you were a being that would exist forever. Yeah. You, we see panel after panel of people coming up and paying you respect. Your, your father, the all father, openly weeping. Your mother even shedding a single tear. Something she hasn't done since before the ex pits and the torture of granny goodness. You watch as your team members give you the eulogy you deserve. I knew Ben Free. He was a member on my team. And he was a jerk and a bully and full of himself until the very end. 
The storytellers and historians across time will still speak of our rivalry and about how Benjamin Free is now dead and has failed. Benjamin Free. Not much of a god now, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Leandra is the final one up at your casket then as she holds onto your hands. Honestly, I didn't really have a choice, did I? Like, my other choices were, like, weird demon kid, my own brother, actual gorilla, actual zombie. I don't... I really only got with you to get back at my brother, whom I hate a lot. Like, what else to get back at him but dating the guy who oppressed our people? I mean, God, you would have been cute if you just weren't so fucking full of yourself. Oh... So we uh, we chose to give Ben four traumas. <laughs> it's it's a Voltron of traumas. <laughs> it's a Voltron of traumas. Traumatron. <laughs> and Leandra will be the head. As Ben, you watch as each row, each pew of this new New Genesean church that you're in begins getting absorbed by the source wall. The source wall once again opens itself up to you, but before it comes up to your casket, it stops and speaks in this like very kind voice. Benjamin Free, you You can can either either accept accept this, or if you have the will, you may fight back. What do I have to return to? I failed utterly in this. I, I was... I was the one who was supposed to find, face, and defeat Darkseid once and for all, and I died in a football game. (laughs) (laughs) Benjamin, I have seen it all. I've been here since the beginning of every multiverse. I've witnessed every story, but there has been no good story comes from someone who quits in the middle of it. As then will steal himself. As Dennis, I would like to reveal an asset. Okay, go ahead, bud. Okay, you want me to roll for it, or do you want me to just reveal it? Uh, just reveal it. I'll reveal it on the outset that I actually completely forgot that I wanted to mention this. In the pre-episode, you mentioned something weird about the fucking choker you wear. I was gonna bring it If up, you admit baby. whatever you met about the choker, <laughs> there we go! Let's go! Reveal that asset! As it's like so close to this to like this source wall with that choker, there's a ping ping, ping ping sound from it as the choker is going to unravel itself from from it and kind of like lift into his hand as I must return to my friends as he's going to hold out the mother box that was around his neck and open a boom tube. As your mother box responds back as it is yours and you are its, um, I feel like Benjamin would have his mother box react like how some people have their series call them like Pussy Master <laughs> 9000, you know? Yes, my great king. Best, best boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, yes, all daddy. daddy. And the portal opens up. <laughs> As you are, you have boom-tombed out of a hallucination back into real life. As you find yourself back in the warehouse, right next to the Zinthonium. 
as we cut over to uh, Levi. Levi, you wake back up and you have this feeling of waking up like you do every single day as your alarm goes off at 7.45. The terrifying nature of existence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wanted hell and this is it, bud. You wake up 7.45 for your minimum wage job. You turn around in bed to see your only solace, the one person that helps you fight off the void that is existence, Zill, along with you. She's got to wake up in like 15 minutes. She doesn't really like this time where like you get up a little bit earlier so you don't like to bother her. Uh, you uh, take a shower, brush your teeth, head downstairs, have a have a bowl of raisin bran, and you head to the office for your data entry job. Uh, your coworkers are kind of shit. Your boss is an asshole. It's not worth the pay and the stress you get. All the tasks you take on. You head home for the day. You uh, have a mediocre dinner, as it feels like most of them are. You try to find comfort. Pretty bleak. Pretty bleak. Dad. Yeah, you try to find comfort in some shitty show. You good? <laughs> you hope that, like, you know, the bread and circus is enough to amuse you. And this is what you, you think head, life is. <laughs> you head back to know this is what I think hell is. You're in hell, bitch. As <laughs> you go to sleep. Your alarm clock wakes you up at 745. Again, you repeat this process day in, day out for years with a nagging voice in the back of your head, with no powers left within you. Well, at you. least I'm not alone! <laughs> <laughs> the voice r- rings out. Are, Are you, you happy, happy Levi? Levi? No. <laughs> but I wish I was. Would, Would you, you be, be happier, happier with your powers? powers? The voice calls out. Fuck you, father. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. Do, Do not, not scold me, child. I am the only one who remains. Uh, if I've only meant to destroy... That I only meant to destroy. No more feelings. No more friends. Do it. I mean, done with it. Is that what you want? No, I am not as foolish as others, Hellhound. As you realize you're having a conversation with the pendant you still wear around your neck, it is not opaque black like it usually is when all of your powers are contained. Instead, there's like kind of one floating specter-like figure moving around the clear crystalline. That looks like Nosferatu. Yeah, it looks like Nosferatu. As you do remember that, you only lost six of your seven powers. I knew it. (laughs) There is a world in which you can have power and be happy with this trifling mortal woman. What do I have to do? Release me. (sighs) Okay. I I guess I'll try to release this power then. Yeah, fuck it. I want to get out of hell. (laughs) (laughs) I'll like grab the amulet and like crack it open like an egg (laughs) you crack it open like an egg one-handed style as Uh the last hellish being erupts from it this is flurry of almost like dark neon light that busts out of it that begins eradicating hell made prison as it all eventually floats away and you're back in the warehouse levi and your one power comes back to you (laughs) But the rest of your emotions do, too. Oh, fuck. <laughs> As you silently weep, this ends up getting the attention of Kestrel and Ben. As the three of you meet up real fast. <laughs> You're so tired all of a sudden. <laughs> but I don't know what I was doing. Perhaps I was doing nothing. Perhaps nothing at all makes you tired. <laughs> Strange sensation. 
Are you two all right? <laughs> Cash was going to be a little taken aback that he asked. Yeah, how about you? How much time has passed? Is this now? <laughs> you look at your watch, it's been five minutes. Wow! In <laughs> Where's the Red X? Wait, where's Tandros? Have we accomplished the mission or not? <laughs> <laughs> Levi, you're able to look around and you see a broken robotic Red X malfunctioning against the pile of synthonium. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I kind of <laughs> took care of This Red makes X. no sense to me. I must still be dreaming. <laughs> That is why his motives were so confounding to me, because he was a robot. <laughs> he wasn't mortal at all. Ben, do you know where Leandra went? I just came to here. I, I don't know where they are. And all of you hear a gunshot somewhere deeper in the warehouse. That can't be good. Come on, guys, let's go! And Winter's gonna run off with a newfound confidence. We cut back to... Tandris, as you are bleeding Tamaranian blood upon the floor. You watch as Slade Wilson walks up to you and extends a hand. I'm sorry about the formalities. Honestly, I treat my own children the same way. You know, it took a lot of convincing for your sister, even. Like, half-conscious. He's just gonna, like, like haphazardly and tragic, like, just fly directly at Slade, still trying to fight. And just like battering ram him. All right, roll plus get them. I don't. I guess uh, I have you're gonna have uh, one. one. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't think I've met him before this like moment. Yeah. But he just shot you, so I'll give you the plus one. Sweet. <laughs> Too cool. Ten. All right. With a ten, you begin battling with the Deathstroke, who I mean has years of manhandling teenaged heroes. You get a couple of shots off in his older age. You can see the super soldier serum starting to wear off in him. There is a little bit of slow in his step, but eventually, thanks to an errant bolt sent out from Leandra, you end up get, getting taken by surprise. And Slade, he just merely like holds both of his both of your arms behind your back. Can I use my trauma to turn it into a seven to nine? <laughs> And then I'll get. Oh, glory. you want to fail? Yeah. yeah, all trauma against you. This is bad. All trauma you. You get a glory. You go back down to a seven to nine. The enemy team gets a stake, which is you. As Leandra comes up to you softly, I just think we should listen to what he has to say. And we flash back to the Wet and Wild Jump City Pier when Leandra had her first battle with Slade. As this epic battle is kicking off, Leandra is putting up a full offensive. Slade, with his nth metal sword, is able to block off most of the bolts until they come into a cute little standstill where Slade's got his sword pointed out towards her throat, but Leandra's got an arrow knocked and ready at Slade's vulnerable head because he doesn't wear the mask anymore. You know, it's sad. You child soldiers. It's what I hated most. It's what keeps me going. As children, the world is supposed to protect you, but... Due to your powers, you're now sworn to protect it. It's not fair. It's not fair to any of you. Help me put an end to the Titans. You deserved a normal life, Leandra. As in the flashback we watch as Leandra, there's a couple panels of her being stoic and stern, and then eventually she drops her firebolt bow and completely collapses on the ground weeping. I promise we can do this together. 
as he kneels down and hands her the communicator pop socket you seen earlier. We come back to the present with Leandra in front of you. Tandarus, please show me what family is. And Tandarus, I want you to speak freely to your sister in this moment, and that'll determine what happens next. I do not understand. Uh, ever since I arrived on this planet, I was placed in this team. I was placed within this school. I was told I was to learn teamwork, to become an Earthian superhero as part of their culture, and I, I have only met problems and betrayals from all, almost everyone I have encountered with. I, I return an offer to you, Leandra. You, Winter, and I, we should leave this planet. I do not understand any of these feudal battles that we have between good and evil, everything in between. I believe I will leave. You know, for a long time, I grappled with wanting to leave this world. After my dad, all this hatred I had inside of me. I should have thought better of all of this. I was lashing out at the wrong people. Winter, you, I should have helped protect you from the cruelty of this world. But my hatred is a gun, and I'm not going to let anyone point it in any direction that I don't choose fit. Leandra quickly lights another arc of her green flame, draws back the bow, and lets an arrow loose. And out of instinct, as close as it is, Tandarus, you flinch away, but the panel comes back to you untouched. As you feel the restraints behind you let loose as Slade Wilson falls to the ground. Wow. I did not think that. Wow. And that's where we'll end this oh, session for today. Shit. That's an ending. <laughs> it's a. It's. Uh, a, a philosophical cliffhanger. I don't know where we're going to go from here. <laughs> Who's the mysterious leader of Hyde? Find out in the next two episodes. Hell yeah. Go to, go to sleep. Uh, thank you for listening, variables. Go to sleep. Shout out to Heavenly Nightmares after this one. <laughs> Yeah. Excelsior <laughs> variables. Somebody pet the dog for me. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. Don't touch me. <laughs> Wait, Nick, are you a dog? <laughs> no, I'm a cat, if anything. Butt tracks. I got a lot of cat, <laughs> cat yeah, that, that tracks. Uh, personality. I like to show people my butt. <laughs> we're not, not doing it. We're not doing it. I can get three seconds of silence to wipe out ambient sound. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> we got material for the end of the episode now. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> you guys, I saw a TikTok recently where somebody was like doing a joke about, you know, like all the Avengers and it's like, hey, welcome to the Avengers, the coolest fucking people on the planet. We're so badass. Anyway, this is Bob. This is Tim. <laughs> this is Steve. This is Carl. Amy. <laughs> It's like, oh, I thought you guys went by like your cool names. 
No, no, we think it's more badass to just go by, like, our first name. <laughs> hey, that's Tony. What's up? <laughs> Tony. Yeah, and, I, and I, honestly, honestly, yeah, I feel that. And I, I think that this entire campaign, I've been calling you guys by your just your names. And I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, yeah, we have, I don't know if anyone has called enough. you Hellhound yet. I, know, yeah. I, don't, I don't even think I've called myself that, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. in, in canon, no. so. But we gotta find, we gotta, we gotta get there. No, no, that means we're, like, as bad. We're as bad as the fucking Marvel and DC shows that don't give them their suit until the end of the first season, you know? Oh, it's bad no. if we don't say their name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, scrap it. <laughs> I saw Brightburn. It was okay. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, did you see that? On, I've been on... watching Umbrella Academy Season 3 if we still want to go pre-show oh, that's out? during the episode. Oh. Yeah. I know, the advertising's been bad for it. It's been really good. I love yeah. Umbrella Too many Academy. things. My mom loves Umbrella Academy. She likes it more than me. <laughs> That's awesome. Does anybody she has, have any she has merch. <laughs> anybody have any opinions on New Young Justice? God, yeah, too long for the podcast, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> A separate podcast. Stay tuned to the other bonus episode after Dennis and I rank all the Bare Naked Ladies albums we talk Young Justice. It's just, Jesus Christ, yeah. Anyway, it, <laughs> it's just, there's just, just, just too many. There's too many fucking people now. You need to stop at a certain point and focus on what you have. I don't give a shit about seventh wave fucking titans. Yes, I'm doing an entire podcast on it. This is amazing. <laughs> I thought you were talking about bare naked ladies. We don't ladies. need to make Barovia an entire fucking plot point. I don't. I, 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 you were like last season. You were like, oh, we'll see some more static in in. Uh, Cassandra Wonder Girl and I was like yes please and then I haven't seen them this entire fucking season and even the old cast isn't doing anything anyway I went into a Best Buy the other day and I was like man when's the last time I was at a fucking Best Buy this is crazy I was like I should get something (laughs) (laughs) I was just getting a curvy computer <laughs> oh really? Nice. Yeah, we walked right into the Best Buy and walked out with our computer. Yeah. We weren't going to build it. That would have driven us insane. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.